Welcome back. You are listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We are at episode 129 and today we're talking about building your personal brand with unique thought leadership. I love this topic. I could talk about it all day. So let's get going. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, how are you? What's happening? How's your week going? Are you on a walk? Are you in the car? Are you listening while you're cleaning or just chilling with a cup of tea or coffee? I'd love to know. Make sure that you come and say hi on Insta and let me know where you're listening to the podcast. So much has been happening this week. I was pretty excited. The Brand Builders Lab podcast was named a top 20 podcast on Yahoo News, which is super exciting. I was on the What Works podcast with Tara McMullen, who, can I just tell you, I have fangirled for years. I'm talking like five or six years. And so it's been amazing to connect with her. That is something that the podcast has really helped me to do. And so, yeah, it's just the podcast is just like giving me life right now. So I hope... (laughs) It obviously helps you in your business too, but I'm just so grateful for everything that it's done for me. And I just wanted to say a big thank you to everybody that obviously left a review, which was uh, for the competition that I ran on Insta last week just saying that if you leave a review, you could win a one-on-one with me. And so big congratulations to Emma McMillan from Emma McMillan Copy. I just wanted to say a big thank you. And a couple of those reviews, the selfish mom, I love Suze's warmth and engaging style and her practical tips. Please keep it up. I get a dose of motivation every time I listen from Mum, occasion. I've been following and engrossing myself in Susan's podcast for a while now and have just listened to episode 115. It was exactly what I needed to hear at the right time. The Brand Builders Lab is one of my top business podcasts and a must for small business owners. And so many other podcast reviews. So I will be reading more and more of those out as we go uh, over the next couple of weeks because I just really value and appreciate it. If you head over to Susan, chadwick.com forward slash podcast you can go and check out obviously all the episodes you can also just click a button there and leave a review uh, which you know I just appreciate so much so that's just a big thanks that's what's been going on and a really big thanks The other thing that I wanted to share with you before we dive into this week's episode is obviously I have been talking so much about the Bold Speakers Collective, which has now launched. You can go check it out at suzechadwick.com forward slash BSC for Bold Speakers Collective, or you can just go get the free workbook that I created to help you start your speaker journey, which is suzechadwick.com forward slash speaker workbook. Yeah, all of those links, just grab a notebook, write them down, get onto it. I've got freebies, I've got courses, we've got the podcast, it is all happening. (laughs) 
which is exciting. I am massively in content creation mode. I actually took last week kind of off socials uh, and really just gave myself the space to think and create and decide like where I want my business to go and what I want to focus on and what support that I need to grow and develop myself and my business as well. I think it's so important. So I am full of energy and full of beans this week and I'm raring and ready to go. So listen, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. So today we are talking all about building your personal brand with unique thought leadership. So there's two things here that I kind of want to dive into. The first one is your personal brand. Now, as somebody who works with executives, CEOs, small business owners, etc., on brand strategy, there are two very different ways to look at it. The first one is your business brand. So really how your business is connecting with its customers, what that experience is, what the look and feel is, etc. And then you've got a personal brand strategy, which is really making a decision about you and how you are going to become known in your industry. So if you're somebody who wants to speak, you write a book, you've got a podcast, whatever that is, if you want to be the face of your business, then understanding how to develop Develop your personal brand strategy is something that is so worth doing. I'm not somebody who believes you should leave it to chance. I have a really clear personal brand strategy and a very clear business brand strategy. And yes, they are separate things. Now, there are a lot of different elements to building a personal brand, but one of the things that I really wanted to talk about today that I think sets people apart, well, there's two things, but one is thought leadership. And the second one is story. So for example, somebody who's got an amazing personal brand, who's got an incredible story, that is something that's unforgettable. You know, they're known for that story. So for example, it could be somebody like Elizabeth Gilbert, like obviously Eat, Pray, Love was about her life and her story. So not only does she have a personal brand around that story, but she's also got a personal brand around her message and her thought leadership, which I kind of think big magic, which if you've listened to the podcast, you'll know is my creative Bible, uh, is what she's known for as well. And really how creatives can get more done, put more out there, show up more and really love what it is that they're creating and understanding that, you know, we are creative beings. And so we just have to create and put it out there and keep going. And, you know, as I've shared before, it was one of the reasons why I or how I actually finished Play Big Brand Bold, my book, is when I read and listened to Big Magic and she was like, just get it out there. So you've got personal brands which can be very story-based and others which can be very thought leadership-based. So, or both. So I think it's just something to be aware of and think about uh, and decide what is it that you really want to be known for. Now, when it comes to thought leadership, there is, you know, I love my models and my frameworks. I, <laughs> from the work that I've done, there are seven key elements and, you know, there's a lot more that goes into this, but these are high level elements that you can start to think about and potentially start to form for yourself and how you 
show up and the things that you share and how you build your messages and the way that you put it together. So I'm going to dive into that right now. But when we talk about thought leadership, it's really about how you position your ideas, your unique perspective and beliefs about your market, your industry, or what it is that you do. And to give an example is Brené Brown, who is, you know, I am total fangirl of, and I have all of her audio books and I watched her Netflix special several times. And, but she is based on a lot of research, beliefs, all of that sort of thing. So her thought leadership is really cemented in facts, research, etc., as well as what she's lived. So she's a great example of a thought leader who shares really unique and different content and information that comes from different sources as well. Yeah. So I just wanted to give you an example. Obviously, Tony Robbins is a thought leader as well. You know, you've got Eckhart Tolle, there's so many. So anybody that you kind of look at and go, that's a really unique message, that's really different, that's thought leadership, yeah? So let's dive in. Number one, when it comes, we're going to talk about the seven. The first thing when it comes to thought leadership that I think is a really good foundation to start with and a question to ask yourself is, what do you believe? Yeah, so let's start with our beliefs. When you want to start developing your thought leadership, start with the question, what do I believe? What is it that I want to be talking about? And what's my position, opinion, beliefs, thoughts on this particular topic? So I think that if you can start there, then I think that that's a great place to start because just one thing I want to say about thought leadership is that nobody's thought leadership is the same because our thought leadership comes from maybe where we grew up, our parents, the beliefs that they had, the beliefs we've created, where we went to school, our life experiences, whether we're parents or we're single or we're living in Australia or we're living in somewhere else in the world, like our beliefs are going to be very different based on all of that. So actually sitting down and saying, for me, when it comes to bold branding, when it comes to confidence, when it comes to speaking up about the things that we want to talk about, what do I believe? So for me, I believe that in order to build a brand that stands out, you have to play big and brand bold. Yeah, which is obviously my book. It's what I talk about all the time. It's what Brand Builders Academy was originally called. And so my belief with that is that you have to decide to play a bigger game. You have to break through the challenges, the limiting beliefs, the uncomfortable situations, etc., to do things in a bigger way. Now, this is not about being louder or brighter or things like that. It is about making a decision to break the mold, which is why I talk about bold branding. It's about deciding to be different. So that's my belief. Yeah. And then bold branding, as I said, is breaking the mold, choosing to be different, looking at others outside your industry, loving what you're putting out there, being proud to talk about it. And so those beliefs have become the foundation of my business. They've become the foundation of the, what I talk about, literally what we're talking about today. It's become the foundations of my online courses. It's become the foundation of my book, what I talk about on this podcast, so many different things. So I think if you can really start to think about what is it that I believe when it comes to my area of expertise, whether I'm a 
child behavior expert, I'm a photographer, I'm a graphic designer, I'm a copywriter, what do I believe that is really going to help people to understand if I'm for them or not? Yeah, so I'll give you an example as well. Um, I'm currently working with Anna Rogan, who I love. She's a copywriter. Uh, and she's all about working with businesses that have a social conscience, yeah, because that's what she believes. She believes that, that businesses like that are doing good in the world and so she wants to be associated with them. So I think that if you can really start to think about how is what I believe being injected into my brand, the things that I talk about, what I'm known for, then you can really start to differentiate yourself as well. And I just want you to remember and we'll get you know into story as well, but those beliefs have come from somewhere. So also recognizing where those beliefs have come from, I think is a really great exercise to do. Because if somebody says, well, Suze, what makes you believe that? I can say, you know something, I have worked with hundreds of women now. I've spoken to hundreds of women. I have interviewed hundreds of women and the same thing keeps coming up is that if they choose to stay safe, if they choose to not get out of their comfort zone, if they choose to stay where they are and not do the things that they know are going to make a difference, they have told me, they have proven to me that they don't end up taking their business where they want it to go. And if they're not bold and they're not doing things differently, they get caught in comparisonitis and they get caught in imposter syndrome and they get caught in looking at everybody else that is doing what they do and they don't once again move forward. So my belief has come through all of the work that I've done, the conversations that I've had, the interviews and the research that I've done as well and what I've seen on a day-to-day basis. So that's where it's come from. The next thing, the second thing to take a look at is collective research. So this comes from like Brené Brown type, you know, background is really look at what others have said, researched and shared. So what do you think? We just talked about your beliefs, what you think. Can you include that or challenge that? you know, and really be aware of others who talk about what you talk about. So for example, I always say, you know, Marty Neumeyer is the godfather of branding. I love Chris Doe and how he talks about branding. I love Elizabeth Gilbert and how she talks about, you know, having a jokester mindset instead of a martyr mindset and how you've just got to get stuff out there. So when it comes to what I believe, a lot of my opinions and the things I talk about have been formed through collective research. It could be podcasts I've listened to courses I've done, books I've read, people I hear or follow. And I think it's always important to cite those and obviously mention where that thought has come from. But what you might do and something that I think is important to do is almost go, okay, well, Marty Neumeyer thinks this, Chris Doe thinks that, Elizabeth Gilbert thinks this, which I agree and I love all of that. And so when I consume all of their content, this now makes me believe this new thing or this is how I frame it or talk about it. And so how are you using collective research from your industry, the things that you've learned, the people that you follow to form your opinions as well? And like I said, it's really important to obviously be talking about where you got that thought from. But I think it's fine for you to cite it, but then also state your position on it and what your thoughts are on it as well. So think about what that collective research is and, you know, how you kind of got to where you are now. 
with your thinking and your beliefs and the things that you talk about. Because I think that's always really interesting as well. Uh, And I also think that depending on what it is you talk about, I think that it also gives what you talk about substance or more credibility and substance if you can be really informed about what other people are saying. Because I think the one thing you don't want to do is you know, kind of have thought leadership by osmosis where you're like spouting off all of these things that you believe, but they're actually just stuff that other people have said that you're not citing. And so people are like, that sounds like you've just copied X and X. Yeah, that person over there. So make sure that you're knowledgeable about your industry and where those thoughts, research, beliefs, etc., have come from um, before you then obviously state your own unique perspective on it as well. The next thing to really think about is your lived experiences. So as I said before, no two people's stories, thought leadership will ever be the same because we've all come from really different backgrounds and we've come from different, um, you know, life experiences. And so when you develop your thought leadership, always look at your lived experiences to share stories and bring things to life. So even when I talk about speaking, this is something I go through in the Bold Speakers Collective as well, is really identifying stories based on key things that you want to be talking about because those lived experiences, I think, that's what connects you. That's what helps people to come into your story and be part of your story is that, you know, I talk about the fact that, When I talk about Play Big Brand Bold, there was a moment in time in my business where I had to draw a line and say, you know, you're either here to go big or you need to just maybe walk away. The business was going okay. I had revenue coming in, but I really wasn't going as big as I knew I could go. And it was because I was just comfortable. Like I had people coming to me, that was fine. But was I doing the work I really wanted to do? Was I putting myself out there in a way that I really wanted to in a big way? And so that was part of my lived experience that helped me to come to the belief that I have and then the key message and core message that I talk about. And so what are those lived experiences that you've had? Yeah, where have you seen this? Where have you experienced it? Where have you lived it? And where have you learned it? And I think that, you know, I talk about when I talk about speaking as well, I talk about that first night when I was standing in a cold and rainy, you know, evening in Ormond in Melbourne as I did my first debate and how I was in my school uniform and everybody was stood around me. And I felt that adrenaline and that excitement. And so I think by sharing your stories about how you have learned and experienced what you talk about, I think it just brings it to life. And I think it also helps people to really understand why you believe what you believe. And I think that it helps them to really connect with you as well. So think about what are your lived experiences and what stories can you tell when you share your thought leadership and where it's come from. The next thing to think about is your language lexicon. Yeah, so your language lexicon is the language that you have and all the words that you use and the phrases that you use and how you have all of those kind of in one place. So for example, 
my language lexicon, as we talked about, is bold branding. It's about confidently bold branding. It's about playing big and branding bold. It's about, you know, showing up and standing out and doing things differently. And so what is the language that you always use that can really be connected to your brand and help people to understand what it is that you talk about, but also recognize that that is your thought leadership. That is your message. That is something that is really unique to you. And the one thing I do always say is that your language is like fuel or it's like water. So the language that you use and people come to me all the time and I've said it before, bold has been gold for me because I get big companies and small businesses that come and they're like, we want to be bold and we don't know how to be. Yeah, we want to stand out and we don't know how to do that. So the language I use is really connecting with my audience and the people who want to do things differently. And that's what you have to really look at is the language that I'm sharing and is the language that I'm using like fuel where it's like really fanning the flames and more people are coming and it's really helping you to stand out or is it like water where people read it and they're like, meh, not so interesting, not so exciting. And so I think you've really got to take a look at that and think, you know, what is my language lexicon? What are the things that are unique to me and how can I potentially really craft that message and that language so that it resonates with my ideal client and the audience that I want it to? The other thing with language as well is that, and a lot of people don't realize this, is that you can actually give your audience the language that you want them to use. So I've shared this before as well, where you know I've had customers or clients that have come to me and they've said, I was talking to this person and I was saying to them, I really want to be more confident in how I'm showing up in my business and be really clear on my message. And they said, well, you have to speak to Suze. So you can really start to form sentences, use words that you use consistently across your socials, across your website, when you speak, no matter what you share, and people will start to use that language when they talk about you. So how are you creating that language that people can easily adopt to talk about you and share what you have. And so really deciding to craft that I think is important and definitely worthwhile. Next are your isms. Now your isms are words or phrases that you create or use throughout your branding and your messaging. So if somebody says, you sound just like this person, that would be potentially their ism. So to give you some examples, if I was to say, no soup for you. Where has that come from? Or if I said, you know, stay kind to one another, who says that? Yes. So it's things that people say on a regular basis. And obviously that was the soup Nazi from Seinfeld or uh, Alan from the Alan show. Then those are their isms. It's things that they always say. If somebody else was to say, you know, bold branding, you might think of me. Or if somebody else was to say, you know, play big and brand bold, you might think of me. Uh, those sorts of things. So really thinking about what are some isms? What are the things that you always say? 
What are the things that you recognize that other people always say? And how can you really think about how can I make that part of my brand and the language that I use? How can I maybe use that when I'm talking about things on my socials or when I'm talking about things on my websites? What are the isms that really help people to recognize that this is me, this is my message, this is what I talk about, so that when they hear that, whether it's from somebody else or they see it somewhere, they think that belongs to Sue's, yeah? So really think about that as well. It's it's really interesting because I think that sometimes I get messages from people where they're like, oh my gosh, this message just made me think of you and it's somebody else's message, which is really interesting. So I think if you can really build some strong isms, which are very unique to you, it's not about copying somebody else's. And I think this is something that I just kind of think it's worth making a point of. When you have something in your business that you use all the time that somebody else said, you can miss a connection point. What that means is that every time I hear that, all I think is that you didn't say that, like somebody else said that, or it makes me think of this other person. So if I was to talk about big magic all the time and I use that as part of my brand language, every time I use that, it would make people think of Elizabeth Gilbert because that's not my ism. That's not my saying. That's not what I created. So just make sure that when it comes to your isms that you're not hijacking somebody else's message, language, book title, quote, etc. Yeah, once again, that can be part of your crediting of somebody else's thought leadership um, and come under the research that you've done where this person said that. But make sure that your isms and the things that you use in your business are unique. And so one way to do that is that if you really love a saying, then you might think of a different way of saying it. Think about your own way of talking about it, your own language or words that you would use to maybe get the same point across, but make sure that it's yours. So for example, I know that Denise Stuffield Thomas uses chillpreneur. Yeah. And so I would never use that because that's hers. So just make sure that whatever you're using is unique to you, even if you have to reword it in a way, if something, you know, you're really compelled by a message and you want to use it, just make sure that you put it through your own filter, your own words, etc., cetera. Um, and you don't use somebody else's ism quote or language exactly the way that they've used it. Because I actually feel like that creates a little bit of distrust where I'm sort of like, are you trying to pass that off as your own? So just make sure that it's unique to you. And I think sometimes you might just have to sit and work out how to do that. Yeah. And how to say it and how to refine it or, you know, redefine it as well. So that's the next thing was isms. And then we want to talk about assets. So what assets do you have that showcase your thought leadership? For me, I've got Brand Builders Academy is obviously one of my assets. My book, Play Big, Brand Bold, the podcast, which you're listening to, Brand Builders Lab. uh, And then I've got the Bold Speakers Collective. So you can see that for me, when I look at how I name my products, I'm also really conscious of having consistency. So for example, you've got the Bold Speakers Collective, which is BSC. You've got Brand Builders Academy, which is BBA. And then you've got the Brand Leaders Lounge, so BLL, which is coming soon as well. So those will be my three products 
that I put out to market that and those that's how I work with my clients and so even with that I've just made sure that the language the formatting of the name of the product etc and those assets have consistency and they can be recognized as mine as well the other thing is that all the logos so the individual product logos all look the same as well and I got Jackie from White Deer to create those for me and so each one of those looks exactly the same but they're different colors uh, but that means I've got a really consistent product suite and the assets that are recognizable as mine as well. So just make sure that when you're creating assets one they obviously are recognizable as your own, two they build your brand and it's obvious that the language that you use, the name of the products, etc., are easily identified and connected to you, what you talk about, what you're about as well, and that you've actually got assets that people can either buy or read or connect with that help them to understand what it is that you think, what you believe, um, what you've researched, what your language is, what your isms are, so that they can really get to know you even more and decide if they want to be in your ecosystem. Yeah. So really think about how you're taking your thought leadership to the next level through the assets that you build as well. And when, when I launch Brand Leaders Lounge, I'm going to be going into this in a whole lot more depth with those who want to go on that journey to build a personal brand that really helps them stand out in a much bigger way. And then once you've got your assets, the last thing to really think about are your platforms. So once you're clear on your thought leadership, which is obviously everything that we've been through, which is your language, your isms, the research, your assets, you know, where are you going to showcase them and where are you promoting them? So really looking at the platforms that you're using and making a conscious decision about where you want to be seen and where you want to connect with your audience. Uh, You know, for me, Instagram is probably my number one platform. Facebook is my number two and LinkedIn kind of my number three. It's where I am putting content. But for me, Instagram is probably the number one platform. It's where I connect with my audience the most. Um, and obviously the platform, um, the podcast as well is a platform for me because it allows me to share my thoughts, my expertise, my opinion, my research, uh, my frameworks like this one with you. And so really think about if you are wanting to build a personal brand, how are you crafting, executing, thinking about developing each of these seven things? Yeah. So let's go through them again. In order to build your thought leadership, start with what you believe, where those beliefs have come from and the stories that surround them. Think about the collective research that you have. Think of Brené Brown. Uh, Where have you learned what you've learned and how have you put all of those ideas, thoughts um, and, you know, those people's thought leadership into what it is that you talk about. What are your lived experiences? Like how did you learn through practical elements or experiences, life experiences, etc.? How did you come to these conclusions? What's your language lexicon? How do you talk about the different things that you do? What are your isms? So those unique phrases, words, uh, it could be slang even that you use. Uh, What are the assets that you're creating that allow people to consume, purchase, engage with your thought leadership? And then what are the platforms that you're starting to really amplify that message through? 
So those are the seven things that I think are really important and the framework that I work with my clients on to develop and really amplify their thought leadership when it comes to their personal brand strategy. So I hope that that has been helpful and I, if you've got any questions, obviously just hit me up on Instagram at Suze Chadwick and drop me a message. Either you could drop me a voice message or drop me any questions that you've got as well. But if you're really wanting to build your thought leadership and really wanting to articulate your message and put it out there in a big way, then definitely work through this. The other thing that I would say is, you know, definitely check out the free speaker workbook if you haven't already, because it can really help you to think about what you want to be known for, what you speak about, how you articulate that as well. Uh, And if you want to go even further, then make sure you check out the Bold Speakers Collective, which is officially launching on the 26th, but you can get in now and get started with how you start to build some of those assets for yourself so that you can start to become known in your industry, which is obviously what building a fantastic and bold personal brand is all about. So thanks so much for hanging out. That's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.